0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Julia may be one of the calmest brides that I have ever met. And part of her calmness is exhibited in this, that she told me I could preach for however long I wanted to. So it's about 1.15 now, we'll go till 2 o'clock, we'll take a break, and we'll come back for the rest of it later. Jimmy and Julia have spent a lot of time talking with me, for which I am very grateful. They think they have gained something from me, but I have gained so much from them. Today you are here in church to witness a wedding. Weddings are commonplace. They happen all the time. It is perhaps one of the most ordinary things in the world to get married. But something different happens here in this place not as though it is a different kind of marriage. Marriage is marriage is marriage. Weddings are weddings. But here we have a wedding that is focused on God's Word, what God says, God's instructions for marriage. We live in a world that is not very good at following instructions. And so it is good that we are here today, here today listening to God's instructions about marriage, some of which are shocking. You heard Paul's words just a bit ago, wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, lay down your lives for your wives. Shocking instructions. Instructions that may, in fact, be hard to stomach, certainly in our world, but God's instructions nonetheless. Because marriage belongs to God, and it is his gift to us. And that is why I'm so thankful today that you are all here to witness the marriage of Jimmy and Julia, as they show us what it is to get married according to God's word. It is fitting, then, that we listen to God's word and receive some instructions from him. So there are two parts to this sermon, two things I want you to take away. The first is instructions for all of you from God's word, and then some instructions for you, Jimmy and Julia. First, for all of you, this is really simple. You should pray for Jimmy and Julia. And I don't mean that in the trite sort of way that we say things like thoughts and prayers, and we wish that things were good and hopeful and sentimental, but in a different way. You should pray in earnest for Jimmy and Julia. That's why you're here today you're here because your charge your instructions are to pray for them not to pray for them in the hopes that some disaster won't befall them sometimes we are very pessimistic about relationships and we think that people go the way of all flesh so husbands are bound to become boors and lazy and wives are bound to become nags and churlish it's just the way we think things go but that's not what we're about today We're not here to pray just hoping that Jimmy and Julia won't turn their marriage into a car wreck. That's not what we're here to pray for. Instead, we're here to pray for something far better. With God's instructions and with God's blessing, it is not just completing the race, not just driving well, but it is in fact winning the prize that we're praying for, for Jimmy and Julia that their wedding would be a glory, that their marriage would be a blessing to them and to all of us. And you might think, you might think that that's impossible. How can anything be so good as what we could imagine marriage could be? Maybe it's impossible. Certainly impossible if we have an attitude like that. And so that is why I'm here today, charging all of you to pray. They need your prayers. They desire your prayers. What God has in store for Jimmy and Julia is better than anything this world can hope for or has to offer, and that is what we should want for them as well. We should want them to live together in harmony, kind and compassionate to one another, meek and humble, putting each other before themselves, forgiving one another as God forgave them. Pray that for them. Ask your Heavenly Father, the God who created the heavens and the earth, and your Savior, Jesus Christ, who died to give us life. Ask God to help Jimmy and Julia, and He will. That is the assurance we have from God, that when we ask Him anything in Jesus' name, He hears our prayers and gives us what we ask for. God desires nothing more for Jimmy and Julia than that they have a holy and blessed marriage, and so we should ask him. Be busy with that. Next time I see you, wherever I see you, I'm going to ask you, have you been praying for Jimmy and Julia? Now to your instructions. You're starting today to build a home. And you should think about your life together in terms of what Paul says to you being compassionate to one another, kind and meek and humble, loving one another, but above all this, forgiving one another as the Lord has forgiven you. As the Lord has forgiven you. That's the starting place for everything you do in your life. You were dead in your trespasses and sins. You were born in darkness and bound for hell, but Jesus died for you, and he taught you of his love for you And he raised you from the dead. And so, your life together now is a resurrected life. A life in which the forgiveness and love that you have to give to one another is not just the kind of forgiveness and love that you could muster up in your own hearts, but it's Jesus' own forgiveness and love. The forgiveness with which you can forgive one another is the same forgiveness that he poured out on the cross for you. When you love each other, it's with the love of Jesus. And that is a powerful thing. Powerful beyond measure. It is the power to raise the dead, to bring light into the darkness, and to turn your marriage into a blessing to all of us. You can measure this. You can measure this in some ways. So when you have people to your home, we've talked about this before, when people come into your home, what reigns in your home? Let this be what reigns in your home, the word of Christ, God's word, from beginning to end. Let it shine clearly so that everyone who comes into your home can see that you love each other and forgive one another as Christ has forgiven you. Practice repenting and forgiving. And here's some more instructions for all of you. When you see that Jimmy and Julia need help with this, help them. When you see that they need help loving one another, help them. Encourage them. Remind them what they are promising to do today, to love each other and to forgive each other as Christ has forgiven them. We heard in the Gospel lesson from John that Jesus performed his first miracle at a wedding, turning water into wine, which is everyone's favorite lesson when you love a party. And the wine wasn't just ordinary wine, it was the best wine. Heavenly wine, really. And the master of the feast was surprised. He says, look, usually you serve the good stuff first, and then when people don't care anymore, then you bring out the swill, but Jesus does things differently. John tells us that this miracle that Jesus performed was a sign. Signs always point to something. They teach us something. They show us something. Jesus' miracle shows us how God loves us, always giving us more and better, saving the best for last, filling us with joy, abundant joy, and life in abundance. This wedding today, this marriage today, is also a sign. It is a sign for all of you of God's love. It is a miracle that God has brought these two people together who love each other the way God has told them to. It is a miracle. And it is a sign for us of God's love for us. When Jimmy loves Julia the way that Jesus loved us, we get to see a picture of heavenly love. When Julia trusts Jimmy the way the church trusts its Savior, we get to see a picture of heavenly love. So thank God. Thank God that you are all here today to witness this wonderful occasion. Thank God for marriage, and above all, thank God for his blessings on Julia and Jimmy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.